But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Matthew 24, 20-21 I was watching Night on Earth on Netflix on the episode titled Winter Nights. I was impressed by the many spiritual lessons this episode had to offer. There was a story on a puma mother and her cubs, a polar bear and her cubs, a wolverine, Japanese macaques, a mouse, and a frog. Some delightful finds now follow. The frog lesson was wonderful. This frog actually dies during the freezing night temperatures. Its heart stops beating, and on the outside, it actually looks like it froze to death. But it's actually a preservation technique. Once the sun comes back out in the morning, it comes back to life. Its heart beating again, and the frozen water over its eyelids melt away. And then it looks slimy again. How is this possible? The the narrator referred to it as a miniature miracle. This reminded me of how in the darkest and coldest night spiritually, we may seem like we've been defeated to the outside world, but when the day arrives, when Christ arrives for the second time, He will have melted our hearts and give us new life eternal. New beating hearts. Well, perhaps the frog represents those who die in Christ and for His cause. But there are other experiences that can be related to. I think the animal kingdom represents well the different personality types or experiences we too will pass through, but on a spiritual level. Take the Japanese macaw. This one actually touched me a bit. There was a pack of them near steam pools that are around 50 degrees warmer than the outside temperature. During the day, they hang out there to keep warm, but once it begins to turn night, for safety reasons, they climb high up trees and huddle together for body warmth. In fact, staying together is what will save them on cold winter nights. But there was this one macaw that was being rejected and not being allowed to befriend any of them. Apparently, they form friendships through grooming, but this one would try to groom one and then would be ignored and left behind. At nightfall, high up on a tree, he's alone and cold while the others look at him uninvitingly. But by midnight, perhaps the coldest point of the night, he makes his move and tries to join a group of them huddled together. And by this time, they are welcoming of his extra body warmth and together they save each other. This one for me holds a dear spiritual lesson. Sometimes we can be cold towards each other, but I look forward to when the darkest night on earth will take place spiritually, where we can all let bygones be bygones and embrace each other and give each other warmth in the form of agape love, which will in turn keep us alive in Christ until daybreak. We must huddle close together. Perhaps right now, before nightfall, 
like those macaws, we are still distancing ourselves from each other or being cold towards one another, disliking and gossiping. But I pray and hope there will come a turning point, even in the darkest hour, where we will realize that being together is what will see us through those darkest moments. But let's shift now to the motherly kind of love. Both the puma mother and the polar bear mama try to hunt in the night to provide for their young ones. Now I can try and look at these two strong mothers as being on the bad side because they are predators and because the Bible compares lions and bears to nations that tried to destroy God's people in history. Uh, well, to a point. But the only thing I could get from that was that they have great night vision while their prey don't. So the fact alone instead got me to praise God as I realized how much order there is in nature and how in His mercy He has provided each animal, predator and prey, with an advantage over the other. In the daytime, one may have the advantage and in the night, the other. At night, they pray, the prey usually have to rely on their other senses since they have poor night vision. How many of us will have poor night vision during the time of trouble? Is it at that point our predator will attack without us seeing it common, coming? The devil works quietly and is patient for the night. We, meanwhile, must work while it is day because the night will come when we will no longer be able to, just like the prey to the bear and puma, but still, what a balance God has provided in nature. And while on the thought of working while it is day, the mouse has to save food while it is day because once the cold winter season arrives, if it does not have enough, it will be forced to go out into the night to hunt in order to survive. How many of us will feel compelled to work during the night? How many of us will feel like we did not do enough while it was day. That is actually a biblical point. Let us not be like that mouse and be more prepared. Unless we are like a wolverine, the wolverine is actually the most adapted to live through winter nights. And I learned they are actually quite strong with their jaws, so much so they could break through bone. And they could take down an animal much larger than themselves and it has a much keener sense of smell than a dog. I forget how many times more, but it can sniff out carcasses from deep under the snow. Animals killed by the winter are a nice welcome. I think only those who have stayed connected to God during the day will be strong enough to survive the winter nights. They will be the most equipped to endure and survive. They will have a keen sense or spiritual discernment. Nothing will face them. And they will have faith enough to believe that God will feed them and give them a free meal, even if crows have to bring it to them. All in all, these animals are given at least the minimal equipping by God Creator to survive the longest nights on earth. Like the polar bear family, that they went hungry on some nights. The puma mother also went hungry at times when she felt there was danger around that she could not leave her cubs behind for a hunt. But somehow, these two families were able to survive the longest night on earth. In the same way, God has equipped us all with at least one talent and even a measure of faith. 
we all go to sleep thinking, no, knowing, believing, we will rise to see the next morning, don't we? So let's let's ask God to increase our faith, to help our unbelief that we might also believe that we will see that glorious morning. We will survive the great controversy, the time of trouble, the longest night on Earth's history.